Hey, it's Andy. Every teen has their stuff they don't tell their parents about, not because they lack trust, but because they're trying to work it out on their own. As much as we wish we could be their go-to for everything, the truth is we can't always provide the objective guidance they need during these crucial years. That's where our partner, Bonfire Digital Wellness, comes in. Imagine your teen having a compassionate coach with years of experience as a high school counselor checking in weekly to support your teen's social, emotional, and academic growth, from fostering healthy habits to managing screen time and much more. The best part? It's all 100% online. Visit BonfireDW today and take advantage of a one-month free trial. That's BonfireDW.org slash Talking to Teens. You're listening to Talking to Teens, where we speak with leading experts from a variety of disciplines about the art and science of parenting teenagers. I'm your host, Andy Earl. We're here today with Chris Farrell, the co-author of Rethink Money for Children and Teens. It's a 350-plus page book all about money, how teenagers can make more of it, save more of it, invest it, how debt works. There's 37 different business plans teenagers can use to make money in here. Everything teenagers could want to know about money. Chris is recognized as one of the most in-demand speakers in the world in the subject matter of business growth and marketing. He is the co-founder of Financial Freedom, empowering children and teens to lead extraordinary lives. He is the co-founder of Sam TED Talks for Entrepreneurs. And most importantly for us, he's the author of this book, Rethink Money for Children and Teens, which you can actually get a copy of for free on his website. Chris, thank you so much for making the time to come on the show today. We're talking today about money for teenagers. How can teenagers make money? How can they save money? That's super important. And then how can they actually put that money to work for them and use it to you know, do cool things in their life, accomplish things that they want to accomplish. And you are the man to talk about it. So why is that? How did you get into this field? How did you develop this specific area of expertise and what inspired you to write a book about it? Gosh, five big questions straight out of the gate. I love it. And I love it. Firstly, can I say thanks so much for inviting me to, uh, to, you know, talking to teens. Uh, you, you've been so prolific with all your episodes that it's a thrill to be here. So thank you and hi to everyone listening. And I appreciate your time. So thanks, Andy, my man. Hope thank you can understand you. my English accents as well. Yeah, we, we like it. It sounds classy. I'm like, we're uh... <laughs> very Downton Abbey. <laughs> there we go. Yes. There we go. Love Downton Abbey. Well, to answer your, your first question, I mean, I, uh, you know, long ish story short, but essentially, uh, I'd love to know your thoughts on this as well. I think there's two things that are not taught in schools one is mental health, and two is financial literacy. I'm just a bigger advocate on mental health. That, you know, essentially is the un that underpins everything in life. But we're not here to talk about mental health, of course, as important as this is. But financial literacy, just as important. How many of us as adults, you know, struggle financially? Most of us, including myself, you know, it's a varying degrees because simply we haven't been taught the skills from an early age. And I think to kind of compound to that is the challenge that most parents know that 
they should be teaching or their child or their team should be taught yep. something about finance, but they don't feel qualified to teach it themselves. So we essentially kind of duplicate this. And, um, you know, the old saying, we repeat what we don't repair. It's absolutely true yeah. in life. So we're kind of caught in this endless cycle of never really kind of knowing what to do with our children and teens. And so to answer one of your other questions about, you know, how I, I, I kind of came to do this, um, for, for the last, gosh, 12 years or so, I've, I've taught, if you like, entrepreneurship, how to create mainly online businesses. That's really kind of been my thing. I love I love online. I love being able to automate things as much as possible. After <laughs> yeah. you do a bit of initial hard work, it is work, like anything worth achieving. But I'm always reminded of something Brian Tracy once said. He said, all skills are learnable. I always loved that saying. That really impacted me as a younger man. And I thought, all skills are learnable. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because essentially creating an online business is a skill which therefore can be learned. So I spent a long time learning this myself. And then I don't know if it's because I'm English, but I found being able to explain things that are seemingly complex in an easy to understand manner, if you like, a, a skill of mine. And um, I think I can explain things simply only because I need to understand things simply. There is a reason for telling you this whole story. So as a result, I would put on events for adults about teaching entrepreneurship. But it was interesting because most, generalizing a little bit, but certainly a lot of adults would have limiting beliefs and, you know, kind of uh, ideas about, oh, that can't be done. And often adults would bring their children or their teens to some of these talks we put on. You know where this is going now. Uh, and it was the children and the teens that were kind of more open and receptive. <laughs> sure. Hey, yeah, possibilities are endless. Like Exactly. What, right. yeah, and yeah. my business partner and I at one event, actually it was my business partner's event, at one event, it was an 11-year-old uh, young man that had come along, uh, implemented something that we talked about and during the lunch break had made something like it wasn't loads but something like 115 dollars and then after the lunch break kind of came up to us almost sheepishly and we brought him up on stage and you could see all the adults in the room were like you little you know what how dare you how dare you prove that this can be done if we you know get over ourselves and learn some skills so essentially this is a longish way andy forgive me of of answering your question which is why we realized that maybe we should aim at teaching children and teens these skills that can set them up for life and also of course they obviously have time more on their side so we kind of um realize that this is actually something that i think children and teens will benefit from teaching financial literacy is you know arguably one of the most important things that you can teach for a child because here's the thing when somebody gets sorry i get so excited about this andy <laughs> when you teach a child or a teen something where you can actually see a tangible result, like let's say, you know, some extra dollars or pounds or euros in a bank account. That's obviously a, a tangible thing you can physically see rather yeah. than a soft skill, let's say, let's say like, like confidence, which is of course just as important, but arguably more difficult to manage. But my point is when you, when you can see the result of implementing something, ironically, although we start with teaching finance, it actually does impact somebody's self-esteem. If you look yeah. after your finances, you're probably going to look after your health a bit better. If you look after your health, you're probably going to look after your relationships a bit better. So really the whole goal with our, our company is to empower children and teens to lead extraordinary lives. But this starts with getting a grip on finances because that's tangible. Uh, but then we want to expand out and, as I say, talk about and teach about good uh, goal setting and uh, creating good routines and habits and impacting others and giving back to your family and to your community and, and, you know, really making the world a, 
pleased that you were put here, shining a light and becoming, it sounds terribly corny, forgive me, but becoming the, the best version of yourself. So that's our bigger goal. And it starts yep. by, by getting a grip on how to understand money. So in the book, you kind of go through these four steps. You call it LEAP, L-E-A-P, which stands for learn, earn, accelerate, and then play. Why is that? are those the four steps of the process? Well, that's a, that's a great question. So um, just so the listeners are talking to the teams, really get a clear reference of what we're talking about. We Our company is called Financial Freedom, not financial, financial, putting the fun in finance. Until I've said that a few times in my career. Um, so it's financial because I personally believe that any any business, any anything should have an element of entertainment to it because it makes the content slightly easier to uh, consume and certainly more enjoyable if it's entertaining, hence the name financial. So the reason I'm mentioning that is what we teach, and we have a book that you very kindly referenced, we have a membership side as well, but how we teach, this kind of, Andy, brings me back to what I said earlier. It's one thing to know something, but it's a totally different skill set to be able to communicate that thing in an easy to understand manner. Mm, yep. And the world is riddled with people that know, know, you know, are very knowledgeable about something. But if you listen to them, often, it sounds awful to say, within a couple of minutes, you're thinking, I can't listen to this person. It's just dull, <laughs> yeah. it's just boring. It's like we've all been on webinars where somebody, they certainly know the subject matter. I'm not saying that right. they don't know that, but it's, like, it's important how we convey that information, particularly to a, an audience that are on Instagram or on TikTok, that have, uh, within 30 seconds are going to be like, dude, I'm bored. I'm out of here. <laughs> so we're very, very aware of that. So that's why this LEAP method that you mentioned, L-E-A-P, is how we teach. So the L stands for learn. So the idea is, the idea is as follows. We want a child or teen every month to learn something about finance in a fun way. And it could be something like, I don't know, how the banking system works, how credit cards work what cryptocurrency is, you know, mm -hmm. what interest rates are, all these things that obviously as adults we, we know about, but, you know, many adults may not know. Exactly. I learned a few things in this book is. too here. Yeah. Did you? Oh, that's very nice of you to say. We've had a lot of parents say, I'm kind of reading this book myself. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our first, that's the L of leap, how we like to teach. We want a child or teen to go to bed at night thinking, huh, when I worked this morning, I didn't know that. I didn't know that there's, you know, what the difference between a savings account and a checking account is or an online bank account and what interest rates are and uh, what compounding is. All this stuff that can sound, let's be honest about it, a little bit dull at first. Sure. But we want to, again, convey it in an entertaining manner. So to answer your question, this LEAP method, the L stands for learn. So every month or every chapter in the book, we teach something. So a team can sit down with a buddy of his and say, did you know this, for example, let's say Bitcoin, you know, cryptocurrency. Most people have heard about Bitcoin, but there's, there's 4,000 different coins out there in the crypto space. So we start by teaching something in the learn section. Then we pivot to the E of leap, which stands for earn. So in the earn section, now that we've shared something in the learn section about learning about money, in the E we say, okay, let's go and make you some money, which sounds a terribly dramatic thing to say to somebody. And I'm sure some listeners right now thinking, oh, right, you know, how to make money, you know, how can that, you know, it's not easy. But here's the thing. These days, 
like I talked earlier with limiting beliefs, once you learn some skills, you can set up a business that a child or teen can run from home. For example, every month in Earn, we introduce a child or teen to a business that can earn them a little bit of pocket money. And we pivot every month between an offline business to an online business. So one ah. month would be Depop, for example. Have you heard of Depop? No, you know what's that? Depop? So exactly. So Depop is blowing up online. It's, uh, it's an app that you download on your phones. There's tens of thousands of children and teens that are making regular pocket money, an extra few hundred dollars a month using Depop, which is free. And you take pictures of clothes that you've grown out of or that you no longer want. You put it on Depop, somebody buys it and you uh -huh. send it out and you make some money. It's like eBay basically, but really aimed at, at children and teens. So simple. So easy, so and much getting fun. rid of their old stuff. <laughs> they're getting rid of their parents. Are thinking this is great. Out for them. Yeah. You're not just throwing it out. You're 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 selling it. It's, it there's so many benefits because it. it They'll it start going through your closet too. Like, oh hey, uh, do you need those old? Uh... Andy, <laughs> it's funny you say that because we got some students that are going to local thrift stores buying stuff for, you know, cents on the dollar, putting it on Depop for like $10. Uh, yep. And what's happening here, obviously in the making money is nice, but it's, it's, it's allowing often children teens to start thinking differently that gosh, you know, this is e-commerce what we're talking about here. Yeah, right. This is an introduction into e-commerce. And tell me a time when you can run a business, literally, I'm not exaggerating, 100% through a cell phone. You don't need a laptop. You don't, certainly don't need a desktop. You can run it all through a cell phone. We've never lived in this time. It certainly wasn't like this when I was a kid. I mean, you're a young guy, but I suspect even when you were a kid, it wasn't nope. you know, quite as, in inverted commas, zero barriers to entry. So in the earn section, again, we encourage children, teens, often just to start thinking a little bit differently. And every month we share a business like Depop, and we pivot, as I mentioned, sometimes we share an offline business, like setting up a, a yard sale or a garage sale. Hardly um, anything completely radical, but something that done once a month can make you a few hundred dollars. And again, it's, the, it's not necessarily the money. It's that confidence feeling that you get, mm. that you've created this thing that was just an idea in your head a few weeks ago, and now you've made a few hundred dollars from it. The, the increase in self-esteem is incredible. And then, so that's, uh, this is only in the second section of the leap method. And we teach this, you know, quite in uh, detail in the book. And I'm trying to go through it relatively quickly. So I don't want to. I mean, but I, just to point out here, you have 37 different ways in the earn section that teenagers can make money. And each one of them, you know, you actually then spell out how they can do it. So this is not something, um, you know, where there's just only like one or two examples. There is an extensive list <laughs> of options uh, for people to go through. And some of these are, are really savvy like that. And they're, they're really, f I mean, another one is, let's say, um, if you have a particular skill, um, selling that skill on Fiverr is another good example. We know yep. dozens of children and teens that might be good at, I don't know, using Photoshop or Adobe Edition or some software or something. They might be good at design, making logos. And we encourage them to think about, okay, here's a product or a service that you could sell on Fiverr. Jim Rowan, who's generally regarded as uh, America's kind of for thinker in, in business leadership once, once said we get paid in direct proportion for how much value we bring to the marketplace so if you want to make more money the idea is to become more valuable and we encourage children and teens to think about this how do we become more valuable like we talked about earlier andy by learning new skills 
So again, this is just, we're just trying to take children, teens by the hand and say, look, this is something that you can do often, though it requires a slightly different level of thinking to maybe how you thought before. If we do what we've always done, we're going to get what we've always got. It's a cliche, but it's true. So we really want to encourage children and teens. And I've done lots of talks around, around the world now on this subject matter. And it's so incredible seeing it during the break. So I often don't get to go to lunch or, or a break or a coffee because there's a line of teens that just, I can see it in their eyes. They, they're hungry. They may not have had an outlet to share this, this kind of um, passion that they want to do something. They want to kind of become a, a, a better version of themselves. And they realize that this is something that can be done. And as I say, it isn't really, although we do teach how to, make money it isn't really about the finance as i said earlier it's really about empowering children teens to become a better version of themselves but um yeah so that's the first two steps of leap i'm happy to okay. go into the others l e a is accelerate a i was just testing whether you could spell leap and you passed well done i read the book well done andy top of the class <laughs> so the <laughs> so the the A step of LEAP stands for accelerate. So let's just be clear. The L stands for learn. That's where we teach something about money. The E stands for earn. That's where we show how to make money. The A stands for accelerate. This is all about growing and scaling. In the accelerate uh, section of the book and indeed in the membership site, we introduce um, essentially it's savings and investings. Again, two things that sound incredibly dull when anybody talks about them. <laughs> so we want to convey this in an interesting way. But many, many things we teach, but one thing we teach in particular is, is that you're not going to save your way to wealth. A lot of people think they will. They'll get a good job and try and make as much money as they can and then try and save a little bit. And yes, over 40 years, you may be comfortable, but you're never going to save your way to wealth. You do need to have some sort of investment vehicles and therefore you need to understand what they are you do really also need to have some sort of side hustle or something else you're doing where you're not relying on a job or the government you need to kind of take control of your own destiny and this is really what we teach in accelerate simple saving systems we talk about things such as compounding which again is sounds so dull but albert einstein said compounding was the eighth wonder of the world warren buffett you know arguably the most successful investor ever when he was asked in his autobiography, The Snowball, Warren Buffett was asked, what's his number one tip for growing wealth? Now, that's a great question to ask an investor, isn't it? Who's Pretty super, good. you think, hang on, if I can save 40 years by going straight to the top guy. That's worth $100 billion. I know, he probably insane. knows a thing even or two. More than, even more than Andy Earl. <laughs> exactly. He knows a thing or two. And without missing a beat, Warren Buffett said the number one thing that he's done to grow his wealth is he understood the power of compounding. So again, if we're, you know, even vaguely smart, if you're listening to this right now and thinking, I don't even know what compounding is, that's fine. Most people don't. But my point is, don't you think we owe it to ourselves to at least, at least do a Google search and understand it? Because if, if Warren Buffett's saying this, if Einstein is saying this, you know, we should think, okay, maybe I need to <laughs> investigate this. Uh, and again, this is children and teens, of course, have the luxury of time on their side. So we really want to encourage children and teens to say, look, I know compounding sounds dull, but here's why it's not. Because if at 10 or 11 or 13 or 15, you understand it, by the time you're 30, you can have seven figures in your bank account if you understand compounding and implement some simple saving systems and simple investing systems, which is what we teach in the Accelerate section. So that's kind of what we go through in in the accelerate bit, which brings me on to P for play. So the last bit of, of leap, L-E-A-P, P stands for play. 
And in the P uh, section, play is really all about, it's really all about impact. It's really all about, I almost hesitate saying this because I don't want to sound cliched. And a lot of people sort of say things like this and don't really mean it. So that's why I sometimes resist saying it. But they say things like, you know, giving back, like it, like it makes them kind of a very worthy person to, to say that. But we genuinely do mean it. We encourage children and teens to stop living in a scarcity mindset, which incidentally, 95% of people, in fact, let me zoom out a little bit, 95% of people uh, are in debt or scarcity right now. And what that means is, it means if you go out to a restaurant, first thing you look at is the right-hand side of the menu when you're looking at the prices, regardless uh. of what the food is. When you're thinking about vacation, first thing you look at is, is the price. Now, no judgment, absolutely nothing wrong with that. 95% of people are in the debt and scarcity. Uh, level but it doesn't mean we have to stay there and so a lot of or the first step out of that is to start again if we do what we've always done we're going to get what we've always got most people have limiting beliefs about money so we teach in the play section that how you think about money often needs to be addressed it might be your environment your situation could even be a religious thing there's many blockages people have around money so we teach to to stop thinking in a scarcity mindset and start thinking in an abundant mindset. One way to do that is to help others is anytime you make some money is to give, and this is one thing we teach is to give 10% of it away. That's like shocking. What? Give it away. <laughs> we want children and teens to identify something that means something to them. It might be an animal sanctuary. It might be a, a, a you know, a, a charity that's close to a, a disease that maybe has affected your family personally, but giving 10% away, automatically will force you to get into this abundant mindset so tithing in other words so impacting immediately your your family your community and what one thing also we like to encourage we 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 have a two-year goal that we want children and teens within two years of coming on board to pay for a family holiday for your family obviously now imagine andy if you were 16 and you had made enough money from a side hustle you had, you know, Depop or local garage sale or selling something on Fiverr or making ebook covers or, or, or whatever. Imagine you made enough money to take your family on holiday for a week somewhere. You are never, ever, 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 <laughs> A, forget that, but B, that feeling that's been instilled upon you as a teenager, that is going to make you almost bulletproof the rest of life yes there's going to be challenges of course that are going to come up in life but you're going to have the skill set and the fortitude to be able to, to handle those so that's really what we, we teach in the play it's about giving back it's about the bigger picture yes of course everybody wants to make money but we have to ask ourselves why you know and and really living a life of meaning what and what does that actually mean so I think a lot of people make the mistake in life of thinking they, you know, they pursue happiness. Even the movie was called The Pursuit of Happiness. Personally, I think that's wrong. I think we should pursue something of meaning and happiness kind of comes as a byproduct. If we just pursue happiness, often we can end up having quite a nihilistic existence. So this is one of the things we teach in the play section about impact, giving back, tithing, and um, you know, giving back to your family, community, and others. So that, my good man, is, is how we try and teach as entertainingly as we can in the leap model. I got a couple other topics here I'd love to cover. Um, one of them is debt. You talk about uh, bad debt versus good debt. Um, what's the difference? 
and how do I know and how do I get rid of the bad kind and get more of the good kind? Well, this is a this is a great question. So bad debt versus good debt. This is when we in the book and in our members area, we really kind of dig down deep into certain specifics in, in the learn section and, and debt is one of them. So we want children teens to come away learning something. So debt's a perfect example of everybody thinks that, you know, debt sounds a negative word, but we do actually teach there is there is good debt. And without getting too granular, if you like, right now, although I'm happy to, we, we encourage children and teens to think about if you are going to go into debt because the money that you need from taking out, let's say, that loan is going to better you as a person, or that it's going to educate you in a skill set that long term is going, to, is going to improve your lot, then that's good debt. And it's okay to have good debt. So really this comes down to investing in yourself and if there's a financial cost to invest in yourself then don't think that all debt is bad so we break down we go even further we talk about um, assets and, and liabilities which again i i'm always aware that words like this can sound if you say this to teenagers at events you can sort of see teenagers eyes kind of glaze over assets liabilities it sounds so boring but when it's explained simply that an asset is something that puts money in your pocket and a liability is that takes something that takes money out of your pocket. Now, I can't take credit for that, uh, that uh, excellent explanation. Robert Kiyosaki talks about that in his excellent book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, but that, assets and liabilities, good debt and bad debt, is a perfect example of something that we teach in the learn section. So a child or a team will come, about, uh, come away thinking, okay, most adults don't even know that. Most adults think that debt is bad and should be avoided. Well, uh, not necessarily. As I say, if it's, if, it's, if it's allowing you to skill up in an area, um, and particularly we even dig even deeper, we, we encourage and we share how to look for trends, what's going on in the world right now. You know, with obviously the whole change that we've all had in 2020, there's so many opportunities to learn how to present online, for example. So if a child or a team wanted to take a, a course about, I don't know, teaching businesses how to communicate more effectively using online services. Yeah. That's going to be something that's going to make them more valuable. So to go back to that Jim Rohn quote, you make more money by becoming more valuable to the, to the marketplace. So this is, this is an example of, of one of the things that we teach in the learn section, assets, liabilities, good debts and bad debts. We're here with Chris Farrell talking about money-making strategies and tips for children and teens. And we're not done yet. Here's a look at what's coming up in the second half of the show. A lot of people tag learning to school and a lot of people don't like school. So therefore they think learning is boring. What it really is, it's not even really about the dollars. It's about creating that habit to start thinking like this. And it's creating good habits, good daily habits, incremental growth. But to actually answer your question, the easiest way to do it would be to have a 60-day goal of a dollar amount that your child or teen wants. And it has to be specific. Napoleon Hill talks about this in Think and Grow Rich. He says you have to have specific goals. Generic doesn't work. You can't say, oh, let's, you know, I want to raise maybe about $50 and I'll buy something. It's like, no. No, no, you need no, yeah. to know that you want to be making 70, you want to have $77 saved in your Tupperware box by two months on Sunday. You want to know the exact date, you want to know the exact dollar amount, you want to know exactly why, because yep. then it's real. 
And so that's what I would say. Come up with something that your team will get excited about, your child will get excited about, and then reverse engineer and say, okay, I'm going to help you. I'm going to contribute 50% of this, but you have to make the other 50%. Your pocket money is not going to cover it. So how can we do this? Then boom, you're bonding. You've got this great project to do together. And that's a great way to overcome the awkwardness of talking about making money in the first place. Want to hear the full interview? Sign up for a subscription today. You get unlimited access to all the interviews I've conducted. It's completely affordable and your subscription helps support the work we do here at Talking to Teens. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.